This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get reward points delivered too. So they're ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. This podcast is sponsored by Magic Rock Brewing. Currently, you can get free delivery on all orders over £40 and 10% of all online orders by using our code of TAKESTHATCHANCE10. Jackson's there, Billy did! The goal, Chris Billy Huddersfield Town! The most famous goal of Chris Billy's life! Is this the moment for Lee Fowler? It is! Take your place in Division 2, Huddersfield Town! And Steve Simonson's boots now. He's missed. Steve Simonson clears the frame of the goal and collapses in a heap of tears. Huddersfield Town are promoted. Stephen Schindler has a chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town legend. And he takes that chance. Good evening, guys. Welcome uh, to, what is it, episode 97, are we? We're getting nearer to us, uh, 100 of uh, the Annie's Takes That Chance podcast. And uh, this afternoon, I was doing my prep for this podcast. And honestly, I filled a full page of things from Saturday. The vibes were good. Uh, I was ready to wax lyrical, but wow, what what has happened tonight? We're back down to earth and uh, going through this pain with me tonight. <laughs> We've got Oz, Cy and Brady and guys, what can we say? I mean, there's no point sugarcoating it. It was bad. It was shocking. It was almost Saturday didn't happen and I think the winning thing for me that obviously we had more injuries again. Jonathan Ogg seemed a big, he just seemed such a big miss for us but you've got to expect better than that. I thought it was summed up beautifully with Jane and Brown. 12 minutes, see you later. Kind of Ah, mate, pause. Where do we start? It would crap, wouldn't it, mate? And uh, I'm back down, down, down in the dumps again, man. Yeah, we're all a bit lackluster on it again tonight. Thing is, you have, like you say, you similar to me. You put a few bits together for, before you start and stuff like that. And after Saturday, you think, do you know what? We, have we turned a corner? I think I remember saying on Saturday, uh, Saturday night, though. You know, one performance like that doesn't suddenly change. You know, two months of uh, not being right good, and, and tonight kind of 
you know, proved that. Like you say, Jaden Brown sums it up there. What were we on? 13 minutes, you say, two yellow cards. Mm. Ends up getting sent off. You know, it's another issue now we've got to contend with. Toffolo's obviously out injured and now, you know, Brown's Brown's going to be missing. All right, two yellows, it's only one match, but it's just another another hole to, to plug in it. It's, I don't know, it's just like you say, back to, back to our world before Swansea, which is, which is disappointing really because it were, it were poor. Sigh. Help me, mate. Yeah, difficult to say anything different to what um, yourself and Pozzo described, really. I was really looking forward to tonight. Um, obviously, the back of Saturday's victory, um, I thought, we'll give it a good go. Um, I knew there was also a few doubts and injuries and what have you, but I kind of felt like confidence would be up, would be on the front foot and just overwhelmed um, such a leveller. In the same way, I didn't think Swansea were very good and I'm sure we'll come on to discuss it. On Saturday, I didn't think Derby were very good tonight. I thought we were the makers of our own downfall, if you like, um, conceding soft goals and then didn't really create and kind of threaten uh, in attack, really, which is quite quite sad and quite frustrating. Um, I just found it really boring tonight. It's a boring game to watch. And whereas I think we said on our WhatsApp group, Saturday was a game as a fan you wanted to be at. You wanted to be in the cow shed singing along kind of behind Dwayne Holmes's kind of wonder strike quite thankful for COVID tonight and the fact that I had 35 quid and, and what have you on travelling down to Derby and quite thankful I've been able to I wasn't so thankful of watching it but kind of at least I was in the comfort of my own home at least Really we had a right win on Saturday we'll dissect that as well in a few days but we've come off that we're buzzing we've wrecked everyone's coupon on Saturday we've come to a team that are below us in the league you know the vibe okay Jonathan's missing but the energy the vibe we should be coming off that bus tonight Straight on the pitch. Let's get stuck in it with them. They're up to not much. Keo used to play for Derby. Holmes used to play for Derby. They should be absolutely revved up. We should be on fire from the start. There were nothing, mate. It's just, it's just so disappointing. I mean, like the game, like you say, Saturday and Tuesday. It's like it's a couple of days apart, and they're just completely chalk and cheese. Um, it, it was. I, I just. Um, that was just terrible. Um, just terrible to watch in every way. I think what was frustrating for me was again. It's just. It's just typical town. We start okay. We're not amazing, but we look like the team. And then I'm sure we'll come on to it. But like, you know, that. What really frustrated me is we talked about this on our preview pod. Derby are good at corners. They have interesting corner techniques. We need to watch out for that. And we, we just, we looked, you know, Sar clears it off the line, blah, blah, blah. Campbell should clear it. And I know, I know Cozzy's not your favourite anyway. And I agree with you that he should have cleared it. It's ridiculous. But it's just poor defending. And you just, I think the most frustrating thing about it all is it's so predictable. To me, Derby, uh, like, I don't think, they didn't have to work hard to win. It's just, all you do with Huddersfield, we can't beat these teams that sit deep. We can't break them down. And all they have to do is wait for us to make a mistake. I mean, you see it with the second goal. It's from nothing. And like, I'm sure we'll come on to it, but I think I genuinely don't know what level Ryan Schofield's at. Like, I don't know if he's a championship goalkeeper. And I think he's made a couple of bad mistakes recently. And I feel sorry for like, because he's a local lad and I want him to do well, but he, I think he's costing us points. He nearly cost us points against Swansea, you know, if we didn't have that resurgence. And I, I wonder if the pressure's getting to him. I know that's harsh because I like Schofield and I want him to do well, but I'm debating if Luke Wilder should come in for Preston, but I'm sure we'll come to it. I think that's a that's a theme, though, if you look at the squad. I mean, you look at that team that you put out tonight. Who, will lead, who, if you took out of that squad, would get into any other 
championship side, apart from maybe someone like Wickham. There's nobody in that squad. Yeah, we didn't tonight. Uh, well, <laughs> and, and they beat us, didn't they? So maybe not. But um, do you know what I mean? Like normally you've got at least one or two that you can sort of pin your hat on and say at least their quality. All right, you've got maybe Lewis O'Brien, you know, when he's on form, Toffolo's obviously injured at the moment. You could argue a case for, for maybe people. But apart from apart from them three and when they're playing really well, there's, there's no one in that squad for me that is going to get into any other team in the Championship. And I think that coupled with individual errors, that's another thing that we, we, we've just not ironed it out all season. If you watched a compilation of all Town's goals this season, I would I would bet at least 80% are down to individual errors. And that's what's costing us at the moment. Again, tonight, Campbell just sort of gets to the ball a bit quick, doesn't he? So the ball's too high for him to get a decent connection on. You know, that's a simple judgment call. He's, a, he's an experienced player. There was an error first half where there were a warning sign where Campbell were kind of by the corner flag with the guy. And the guy, I thought, there's no way the guy's getting past him. And he ended up getting past him. But that was slack. I, I know Schofield's kind of copping it for the goal and that as well, Paul. But my thoughts are, yeah, there were a decision to make whether he comes out or not. He didn't come out. So, OK, that moment's gone. Do your job, Campbell. Ridiculous. OK, you can maybe say, well, he, he had done his job and then the cross. But he had all the time in the world. I've never known a team this season as much. You watch... You watch our, you know, wingers and kind of fullbacks. We have to work his ass off to get across him. Everyone just gets him in any any time for us. No one does in blocks or nothing. It's embarrassing, it goes, man. And uh, it goes back to that point Brady made about a low block. I mean, I'm just having a right quick look now. We had 65% possession with 526 passes, 88% pass accuracy. Now that and you know that to me tells me that what we've done there is we've just knocked it around a little bit. There's no sort of penetration there because there's not many risky balls being played. You know, eighty-eight percent pass completion. You look at that and think, oh, do you know what? They've passed it really well there. Brilliant. We've probably passed it really well on his halfway line because we've got nothing to go forward. We've not got those sort of you know your wingers coming in from outside and then through balls. We've not got a penetrating pass through the middle. We've got no. No one's getting in between lines and turning on ball. So, all right, yeah, people will laud that and say, oh, look at all your possession, look at all your passes. So what? It doesn't matter. You could make every single pass accurate if you if teams are happy to sit on edge of their own 18-yard box, you know, two lines and a striker just sort of there blocking, you know, obvious passes into midfield. Anybody can do that against anybody. You know, you need to be you need to be doing that on edge of their 18-yard box in that final third. And we just We've we've not had that all season. We did, certainly didn't have it tonight. It were it were pathetic. I think their second goal as well come from one, uh, a free kick set piece to us before you know thirty seconds later it's it's in back at net and again it's it's just simple stuff in it that we you talk about crosses going in. It's block the cross, block the cross. You talk that at junior level. You know what are we doing on training ground? What what is Carlos doing? Yeah, all right. You know when we start the season we were lauding up as being a decent manager, but. For me, there's there's massive questions that need to be asked of, of Carlos at the moment, and it's sad to do so, you know, in his first season. Well, he's not even got through a season yet, has he? But the mistakes are just repetitive all the time. And as a coach, if you can't cut that out, there's only one way it's going to end, isn't it? Yeah, I, I agree with that, positive, but I think you look at that, look at the team that ends tonight. I mean, we'll come on to Brown, but Brown, Scott High, Dehaney, Phillips. Like th- that team, I think we've said it before, but that team's worse than Cali had, and Cali Bellis kept us up. Like it, that that team tonight was a B team game. <laughs> like you know, it finishes, and I agree with you. I think there's questions to be asked about Carlos, but it just 
I'm sure I don't want to rant about it too much because I'm sure some lead Twitter will find it and clip it. But, you know, <laughs> it's... Um, it, it, we knew there's so many injuries. We can talk about that and make excuses. But to me, we all knew Carlos did this intense training method. So we chose him for an, the most condensed season we've ever had. Um, we're signing players who are, have got an injury-prone, you know, are injury-prone, got injury-prone record. And then we've not got the squad to back it up. And like... I completely agree with you, mate. Carlos is making mistakes. We've made so many defensive errors, but like, who who did we have on our bench that could change the game? You know, and O'Brien. I mean, he had a great performance on Saturday, and I do want to talk about the positives and come on to it. But that that team's not. It's not. A, it's not a good enough team. It's so unfair on those youngsters to chuck them in and expect them to change the game. Like we just. And I think Carlos has got an excuse for that. It's not the as good a side as it was last season. We barely stayed up last season. Few comments already coming through. Tom made an awful performance. I think Carlos will be sacked. Matt's yours. Uh, I remember him. Yeah, he's uh, talking about your <laughs> rap video. I know you fired back. We yeah, told him to get on this pod. <laughs> Ricky Terry, it was all very laboured. As bad as it's been all season. Tom Bradshaw, boo. Uh, another Tom Schofield again. Need a new keeper. Can't have someone who won't come and claim the ball. I think we'll discuss the keeping a little bit more detail in a second. Phil Marston uh, says Carlos out of his depth of the rubbish squad he has. Give him a decent squad, he'd do okay, but we need a coach who's going to keep get us fighting to stay up. His players don't look bothered at all. Uh, again, HTSC, uh, it's like the players don't know what to do against a low block. Clueless and predictable. Too many players in this squad not good enough. Uh, Thomas Squith, we're awful, very poor. James Garner, Eddie Howe, I don't think so. I think he's <laughs> bigger than, than us. Uh, Thomas Squith, we're mourning tonight. Callis out of his death. Why are our players getting injured so much? And Schofield looks... Unhappy. I don't. The goalkeeper situation is just so weird, isn't it? I mean, we've got. He was on the bench tonight. One is it? Look, well, like was on the bench, but we discussed it last week. Would you make the change? And uh, also, it's just a weird thing, isn't it? I think you know what kind of happened, uh, maybe with Watford game and a few others and stuff. It's, he's kind of seems to have gone from coming out to just staying on his line. Maybe he always did stay on his line, but I just it. A decision's got to be made soon, mate, I think, because uh, while I still think Campbell was the main reason why the first goal went in, that, if he's more confident, maybe, then, you know, that, that's all they've said. I think being a, being, a, being a footballer, you know, confidence is a big thing, but I think being a keeper, especially a young keeper, is you've got to be confident. You know, we, we chatted last week, I think, it went, you know, with Phil Senior about being a keeper, and you've got to be commanding, you've got to be able to bollock someone for not doing a job. You've got to be... You've, you know, you've got to be a bit of a gobshite, really, to be a, to be a keeper. I think that's exactly the problem for you, Bob, um, that there's not enough chatting, there's not enough kind of man management shouting. It, do you think it's, it's, obviously, we want him to stop the ball going in, but do you think it's a bit more than that? He's not even giving us that, you know, where Hamer had been at least vocal. We're not even seeing it from Schofield, but... I think, I think it's something that's problem throughout the team, because I think we've, you know, we've chatted on here before about it, and... It's not almost like it's not even it's gone past being good at football now. It's just being a person and being in that mindset of pretty much everything that is going on at the moment is going wrong. You know, you look at there's there's individual mistakes, there's a low confidence, there's injuries left, right, and centre. You know, you're coming out of that game again tonight where potentially Campbell's being injured and now Brown's missing. So again, you're on you're on back foot again. We people say we know it's a bit of a we need a breaking look. You can only be lucky, you know, look at the old Wagner thing, work hard, the harder you work, the luckier you get. And we don't seem to have that. 
we don't seem to have that drive and desire to work hard to enable us to get the luck. You could argue that we got lucky on Saturday. You know, O'Brien shot took a deflection, Dwayne Holmes ball just sits up nicely before he smashes it into the top corner. And on another day, that deflection doesn't happen and keeper picks it up and Holmes' shot goes into Rose Head, you know. So you could I'm argue we've used a little bit of luck there. It's we all, when I've mentioned it before, we all, when we win, we all, it just seems to be like kind of pitchable goals. Is is this just how we are? Because I, I think for Wednesday we use an example where we came in maybe ground out a win without playing well, and maybe well I came in the other game that was straight after it and that as well. Where again it weren't pretty, but again on Saturday the the, the channel channel five God so a few years ago that it quest <laughs> a video it's a it's a picture but one in it on the video and stuff. And while it makes good on the Instagram and what have you, I don't. I don't we we either fantastic sexy football scoring brilliant goals or absolute turgid. We I'd love a bit of in between in it. I don't think Carlos can seem to get that from us. Can't with all the injuries obviously as well and not helping. Thing is, we talk about injuries, um, and I'll shut up in a minute because I know I've sort of ran it on a little bit. But we we've we've talked about injuries before, but a lot of the injuries or most of the injuries seem to happen on training ground. So they're not like players are getting crunched in games and you know being out with a a broken leg or a, you know, a bruised leg or, you know, the flown down wing and pulled an hamstring. Everyone seems all right in matches and then we come to the next match and all of a sudden there's, there's injuries. So to me, that begs the question, what is actually going on in training? And, you know, there's only one man to point a finger at that. It's all right saying we need players, we need players and we do. But if you're a chairman and you're thinking, well, hang on a minute, every player that I give you ends up getting injured. What are you doing to prevent these injuries? It's, I know people will say chairman shouldn't be going down to training ground and, you know, seeing what's going on and stuff. But at the end of the day, he employs Carlos to do a job. If his training methods aren't suitable for the players and they're getting injured because of them, that needs addressing. Also, why are they ever getting asked in a post-match interview? Or, a, you know, a, a Zoom call that they have before the game? I don't I don't ever hear this being addressed, but yet, one by one, we see it, we're just, like, losing players. And unfortunately, this, you know, the Toffolo one's like six weeks, Schindler looks like, you know, good night, Vienna. Sadly, for, for you know, forever. It looks like obviously Karoma's off for a bit. It's we're not talking one or two weeks. Well, one or two of them have obviously and Benzo back tonight, but it, they, these are long term things, mate. And Look at him, Benzo. Though, how how fit is he? Is he match fit? He's, he's already said that he's yeah. played a couple of weeks when he's not match fit. He's then got injured, you know, and now he's come back on as a sub. He ain't fit, is he? Let's be fair. He's playing because we haven't got anybody else. That's that's long and short of it with him, Benzo. You know, as a championship club, after I know we keep saying it after being in Premier League and all that, but to, to have such a weak lack of quality in the squad and any sort of strength in depth is is just pathetic. It's just everything, everything at moment in time just seems to be like half assed. It's like we'll we'll struggle through best we can and you know, we'll hope for this and we'll hope for that and we might get lucky. There's no like this is what and this comes from top does this is this is what we're, this is the plan, this is what we're gonna do. This is how we're going to do it. This is the money to do it. Get on with it. It's oh, we can't do this. We want to do this, but we can't. You know, we thought about doing this, but <laughs> we couldn't. We'll, we'll get a striker in January, but I know we won't bother. Then we'll go after about eight thousand free transfers who nobody else wants. Oh well, we can't get in because we can't get a visa. Oh, we can't do this because of that. It's pathetic, isn't it? It's just crap. <laughs> Sorry, I think. Paz has kind of said a lot there, but it's really weird because it's like it's like the game on Saturday against Swansea was almost like a, a bit of a dream sometimes, like 50. Did that really happen? It's this is kind of just par for the course. What's happened? It's just it was just maybe a mad 15 to 20 minutes. And again, 
you know, I don't like digging it. You know, when we've, when we've had to go in, I don't like digging into stuff to try and kind of pull it down because it what, what, what it was an amazing win against a, you know, top team. But I think it's so worrying to me that you just, none of the traits there, you know, they, there were no evidence that we'd won that game on Saturday tonight, side because you could see there were a bit of an arm wrestle first 15 minutes tonight. I thought we were all right without looking like, you know, kind of going to do anything. Obviously, Campbell probably should have scored for me. Good save, but you could see him gradually getting on top. And once they were on top side, you knew at half time. I, I didn't see us, you know, coming back second half, and they got the second, and we were done. And it's uh, wow. It, I just don't know what to say anymore. Because yeah, I, I agree with kind of everything you said there. Because I think if we if we take it back to to Saturday and Swansea to start with, the world looked quite a few positives for me. I thought. Um, we saw Brian playing the heart of midfield, his driving runs forward was was uh, really good to see. A little bit of a throwback to, to last season when he was at his best. I don't think he's quite reached that level yet, but um, certainly more effective in that position than perhaps what he had been, or certainly what he had been at left back. I think I was pleased to see Carlos in plenty of 3 5 2 formation. I think that made us much more defensively at least solid. Um, Vallejo obviously playing the right hand side of the three, that seems to work well. Um, and unfortunately they had to change that then tonight and, and move Vallejo out and, and Dehaney in which may have been one of the kind of contributing factors to, to why tonight didn't quite work but we certainly started bright and, and then they on Saturday and then the inevitable happened we conceded just on the stroke of half time and um, kind of sensed again maybe Schofield slightly at fault for that goal was the wall in the right place should it have been a three-four man wall we kind of knew what Hurrahim was going to do at that point Hindsight's a wonderful thing, but you don't really like to see a keeper getting beaten there. And then I feared the worst for us going into the second half, but, but we kind of came out and we had 10, 15 minutes, which Paul says really, really good. We got the four, well, three goals, sorry. And then the game was then never in doubt. Um, I thought Swansea were quite poor in truth. I expected so much more from Swansea, even where they are in the league and the form table. They didn't create anything. They didn't look threatening. Perhaps a bad day at the office for them. Um, and, and probably a good day at the office for us, but it but it certainly wasn't all our doing, and it certainly probably wasn't maybe as good a performance as what the scoreline in isolation might have you believe. And then forgive me, I'll, I'll come on to it now. To tonight, you'd hope some of those traits would kind of carry through, but they didn't, did they? Um, we kind of looked back to how we were big previously. I think the three-five-two on this occasion didn't work, and I think just to come back on what you spoke about on Schofield Brady. Um, mm. I think I said on this podcast last week, I wanted him to see him retain his number one position. I think I said, we expect him to make mistakes through this season. He's been a young goalkeeper, but maybe on reflection, I'm starting to change my mind. I'm not so sure. I think that the, the difference perhaps now to, to when he first came into the team is that opposition clubs and analysts are identifying his weaknesses. They're identifying the fact that um, he's not good with aerial balls into the box at angles, he's, he's weak at coming for crosses, and I think they're pinpointing and targeting that now. And Ty, would you make the change? Saturday? Would I make the change? Um, it's difficult to say. I've been open, honestly. I've got no idea how good Baylor is. Um, I know kind of opposition um, fans speak quite highly of him where he's been previously Blackburn, Fleetwood, etc. I think to probably give him one or two more games. I feel personally. Um, Brady, would you make the change? Out of my head. Uh, yeah, I would. Um, I I really want Schofield to do well. Um, I know he's a local. Is he local? No, he's a local lad. Um, and to be fair, when he first came in, he he was a great shot stopper. Um, 
but I, I, I make the point, and I think this is with a lot of the youngsters, I don't really know what level they're at because we've not seen them. And it's the same with Schofield. I, there's parts of his game that I think, oh, you know, he's, he, he is a championship goalkeeper. Like I said, a shot stop and he makes, he makes some great uh, great saves. But you can tell the confidence is getting to him. And to be fair to him, our, our defence is shocking anyway, so I won't feel too confident. But um, not a top team though, Brady. That's, that's one of the points I wanted to make. When you look at the team tonight, probably maybe kind of jump to conclusions here, but you've got Sarkio and probably Vallejo above six foot and then everyone else below. And yeah. when you kind of come up against teams like Luton, like um, Derby to an extent tonight, kind of we haven't really got any commanding commanding headers headers of the ball. Yeah, catching ready, whatever you want. No, I think I I agree with you, Matt. But I think it's 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 bad and bad, isn't it? Like we've got a bad defence, and then our keeper's been a bit dodgy. So it's like the defence won't feel confident about Scarfield, and Scarfield won't feel confident about Sarah and Gayo, and you know, I for me, I would put Lutwiler in. I, I think I think it is harsh on Scarfield, but. I've got to be honest, in that Swansea game, when you all, the free kick, you know Hurahan is great at free kicks, but you know he's going to shoot. Schofield could do better there. I I, I thought we were going to lose points. Like, well, we were, you know, Swansea didn't turn up on the day. We had a great 10-minute spell where we blew them away. We could have easily drawn or lost that game, you know, if that spell didn't happen. I know there's a lot of ifs. Again, you look at the goals tonight. Um, yes, Campbell makes that mistake, but again, should Schofield do better? Maybe I'm being harsh on him because it's quite close for the first goal. Second goal, poor defending, but Schofield gets a hand on it and it, it doesn't do enough to push it away. Again, maybe I'm being harsh, but I just... Brady, there's no point bringing in Lurkweiler, mate, if they're not going to play him. I know he was yeah. shotted out there. I, I remember a quote from him saying, I'm here to kind of pass my experience on, but no, mate. We had a kind of backup keeper anyway in Pereira, obviously. What, what was the point of bringing him in, Cosy? Exactly. What's he doing? he contributed to the club? He sat on the bench, he can't even get on the bench half the time. What a, what a, what a poor signing that's been from a, from a loan point of view. Was that Pereira? Yeah, yeah, surely there yeah. must have been someone out there who could have done more of it, more of a job than what he's done and challenged more. There's times where, like I say, he's not been on the bench. He obviously didn't have a confidence in, in him to be the number two keeper, which is why we went and signed Lutweiler. What, what, a, what a poor decision that's proven to be. Mm. He seems to be such a loyal coach, though, does Carlos Pozza to me. And these guys that'll kind of, you know, get games after game. I mean, I'll give, bring another There's guy. There's no one else to play, mate. That's why. <laughs> As you know, I'm going to mention here. But again, he, he just wound me up tonight, Bakuna. He gets in oh, that yeah. box, second half. Why is he back healing that? Why is he back healing that? Get <laughs> it in. Get it in the this box, man. Bakuna, man. Oh, he's he got just, his own agenda. He don't give a shit. Like but he gets so, picked every week, so he's going to keep doing it, isn't it? He's going to keep doing it. Get him out, man. Get some, you know, get someone else in. Who, who do you bring in, though? Because genuinely, if you took Bakuna out, who, who would you play? With bearing in mind who was available. <laughs> <laughs> is there <laughs> anyone, is there? I mean, it's like tonight, though. We've just, <laughs> you know, we've just been chatting, though, about, you know, Schofield and defence and not being confident and stuff like that. We, all right, we've just chatted about Swansea. Defence looked good, you know, that back three, Vallejo, Keo, Saar. And you think, do you know what? That That's a really good foundation is that we've we've played well and then Johnny Ogg's missing tonight. So what has he done? He's taken Vallejo out and put him in the field and brought in, you know, Duane. Why, why not leave that area alone for a bit and bring in and just play someone like, like Scott High in the middle? You know, if these kids are, are good enough... Um, 
why, why are we not looking at you know looking at that? But I think I think you bang right, you know, talking about players like Bakuna and stuff like that because there is literally no one else available. You know, you look at that, you look at squad tonight, and it's you know on bench you've got you know you've got your keeper, you've got Pritchard, you know, less said about him the better. You've got you know Stearman returning from an injury, and Benza probably twenty five percent fit. Thomas, I don't even know who he is. Uh, Jaden Brown coming back from injury Edmonds Green alright he's done alright when he's come on Phillips cameo appearance up at Middlesbrough did alright didn't do much wrong against Swansea but again he's not not championship ready he's not championship quality and then you know Scott High again a young lad coming through these are the games to be you know that bench needs to be stronger it's beyond that who who else have you got do you know what I mean that first 11 on that bench I couldn't name another player who, who plays for that squad who's not injured it's getting so to a stage what, now. What do we have? It's getting to a stage now. I mean, I don't go out on Twitter much anyway, but I don't listen to a press conference on a Thursday or a Friday or a Monday or whenever it is because who's injured next? I mean, I could not believe yesterday, Toffolo. It's incredible. And, you know, I can't, I've never known a season. We'd apparently, in fact, I understand correctly, we'd appeal not his red card, but we appeal the severity of the ban from saying it should be a three game ban because it wasn't intentional. If he was injured anyway, what's the point of having that? What are you? What are you injured? What are you? Has he been injured for a bit? Then I didn't. I don't know. In, in the comments, Corbin said he was injured. I think he injured during the game or before before that game. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, the hell didn't know that. Well, <laughs> I didn't know that. Jesus. Jesus. He said he said something like he's, he's got that character, didn't he? That he wanted to play, so he played it. <laughs> oh dear. It's I mean, a, to, to answer the Bakuna question, it's disappointing because I thought he was actually quite good against Swansea. Um, but yeah, I, I, to be honest, I, I think the only senior person you could bring in to replace him is Pritchard. And we all know what he's done. So again, I don't, I don't want to make excuses, but like we all know the squad isn't good enough. And I'm sure we'll come on to the people we've been linked with. Um, and I really do think like it's beggars can't be choosers, unfortunately. Like, you know, I think we're there, Brady. We are like Sonogo and Morrison. Like, if they're coming in, like, I, I don't think they're the best signings, but I, I literally think we just need another striker. Like, and we need another midfielder. Like, it doesn't matter who it is, we just need two extra bodies. I think because he's got, he's got training gear on tonight, mate. He's yeah, got window, Cosie. You, you give well, him a call well, after this, yeah, mate. I'll tell you. Well, Booby's doing that beer and banter. Get him on. Get him back yeah. in. <laughs> the one thing that must hurt, though, I mean, I don't care what you say, but you know, like when we give away bad goals, you know, like on, that's why I thought it was really impressive on Saturday that. I mean, Swansea scored a... I mean, it was a brilliant free kick, but again, it, it hurts you because you think, bloody hell, we shouldn't be conceding that. And it's a bit like tonight when Campbell, you think, you know what? I know goals are scored, whatever, but some of our goals seem to come from mistakes. And I, maybe my character's a bit different, but I'd be like, here we go again. You know, just like, it just gets me... It would get me so mad. And then if I'm a player and seen Bakuna do that, I'd be like, fucking hell, Baka, what, what are you doing, man? You know, and, and stuff. And... Don't get me wrong, you watch, like, some of the top teams have players who don't really do much going back, but they can create something going forward and, and stuff, and kind of a genius, a maverick player, and you think you can kind of let him get away with it and stuff like that as well. I used to remember that guy from, uh, oh, God, he played at Middlesbrough and uh, Bristol City, he was really, really good. He was kind of a big guy, he was in midfield, he used to create and score a lot of goals, but he didn't, he didn't really kind of work hard or, and someone like that, oh, God, I better... I better thing of his name before I come back but it's like it's just like that kind of stuff for me won't get team around going because it's like there's no there's no way I could play alongside someone like Bakuna 
because I'd throttle him because he'd just do me in. Brady said, they've played all right against Swansea. Yeah, he did. <laughs> we, we were winning 4-1. Did you yeah. tell you what, some Bakuna up in that match, that shot, he bounced across him to edge at box and he had all time in world. And he, I think Matt Glennon even called it that. He said it was like a lazy strike and he cut across ball and it, it flew wide. And you're thinking a, de- a decent player there. He either takes a touch, you know, he takes a touch, he's, you know, 16, 17 yards out and he, and he smashes it in top corner. And it, it were almost like, can't be asked. And that's at 4-1 up. So you're playing players like Bakuna in a relegation battle. It's absolutely no good. And also, it's, 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 it's contracts up as well in summer, so it's like, yeah, yeah. well, I don't give a shit, does it? Let's be I, I think he needs to move on. I, I, the most frustrating thing about Bakuna, and I, I think I've said this before, but Lee Tomlin, we, yeah, someone's mentioned it. That's my man. Sorry, Brady. No, no, that's fine, mate. no yeah. go for it. I think the most frustrating thing about Bakuna to me is like, like you say, that Swans again when he does play all right and does play well, like. If Bakuna was consistent, he genuinely would be a 10, 50... You know, those performances where if he did that every week, he's a 15, 20 million pound player, but he just doesn't do it every week. He's just so inconsistent. And I know we've made a habit of saying like, oh, these players are rubbish. And like, uh, he's so frustrating because you can see he has the talent, but it just doesn't get applied every game. And I do, I do, his contract is up in the summer and I, I think it's best for, for everyone if he, he does start somewhere, somewhere Maybe new. Maybe high um, over... High over Bakuna, Tom Bradrow's saying. High over Bakuna. I think Bakuna's been best when... The best we've seen of Bakuna was when Cali added him as a sub in that season and he had that. And I think he needs to... You know, I would start high. I don't I don't know how good high is. We've not seen enough of him. But if that snaps Bakuna into gear and thinks he's not a guaranteed start, then yeah, why not? Um, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It's just maybe Pritchard. I know Pritchard's terrible, but... Not well, well it's been terrible for town, but let's have a positive few minutes, guys. Aaron Rowe. So obviously we were on here after Middlesbrough. Look what he did. Game started against uh, Swansea. You know we were kind of wanting uh, you know a few changes and okay, maybe not so much tonight, but on Saturday, Paul, it was just so refreshing, wasn't it, to see a guy with no fear, hundred percent other still town, just. Just like kind of just enjoying himself, mate, on that, you know, on that left hand side. I absolutely love what he did. And uh, it just proved to me that, you know, it got me a bit max. I kind of spoke radio leads after, and, you know, people are saying, ah, oh, well done, Carlos. It was a, a great move. But my argument was, well, hang on a minute, mate. I thought he did well against Plymouth and, and gives us bits and bats when we've seen him. He should have been on before. But I suppose what we saw on Saturday, mate, he should be involved a lot more now between now and May, shouldn't he? Yeah, I like him. Your little uh, reminder of who that player is. It just reminded me, it's Sauber Thomas, isn't it? We're on bench tonight. So yeah. I do I do know who he is. But yeah, just coming back to Ro, I thought, yeah, I agree. Against Middlesbrough, he looked bright. Um, got ball. Obviously, a very you know confident young lad. He's willing to run at people. Yeah, he's not the finished article by any you know stretch of imagination. He put a few balls in that let you know left a lot to be desired. But Where would you play once more? he received it again, he, you know, he got he got on it again and um, what would you have him? He's played quite a few positions, hasn't he, for us, all over the scattered about? Yeah, I don't know. Like I say, it's hard to say because, you know, I've not really, you're not really seen him play as much. But if, if, again, if we had a full squad available and you've got wingers available, could he do a job in as a number 10? You know, 
where you know Pritchard get that get that ball to him and you know can he run central and, and you know and get some shots off because we we seem to really lack that that sort of area um, at the moment and you could look to have you know Karoma one side and you know Ben's the other side when when obviously they're fit and I think as a, a three behind a one that that potentially work quite well but it depends on depends on formations it depends on who's available you know as to as to where somebody like Rowe would would fit in but. It was just nice and refreshing to see to see a young lad. Almost not, I want well play without fear. I suppose um, he's not got any predetermined uh, opinions from fans. Um, he's not played in a, in a losing side regular, so his mindset would probably be a little bit different. And what has he got? He's got nothing to lose and everything. Cosy, what what's your favourite away day? Matt, it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham. Just old school stadium, you're right near the pitch, great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in, order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's again, any of these young lads that are coming through, Phillips, you know, Brady's mentioned about Scott High. But the, the only problem with playing those sort of players at the moment is when, when you're on a bit of a run like town, I think I always think it's really difficult to put in young players because you, you're almost hanging them out to dry a little bit. It's a really easy excuse as well. Oh, look how young they are. They're not ready for this sort of fight. And you're thinking, well, if they're not ready, don't play them kind of thing. But on the flip side, they've got nothing to lose. They can come out and, and try things that another player might not be confident. You know, bag a couple of goals, put in a decent shift and, you know, your stock's a little bit higher than, than what it was without playing. So... It's, it's a fine edge in it with, with young players and, and chucking them in. It, it's nice to be able to bring them into a team that's playing with a bit of confidence. Um, uh, put, doing well. uh, I wish you'd have knocked the ball in a bit more and uh, early from the left to give Phillips a chance today, but I suppose just being a young player is going to get that. Just going back onto Bakun, I haven't seen this today, but uh, and Shackle says, I saw an article this morning, Lincoln Bakuna with a five million move to Rangers. I'll drive in there myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we'd all chip in petrol money oh, for you there. Steven Gerrard will put up with that pause. <laughs> you what? There'd be violence, man, in that just to do that. Just seemed a weird rumour, that, but I suppose... He is on a team, in a team like Rangers, though, where they're constantly winning. He, he probably would do all right, because yeah. he's, like, that, he's that sort of player. We've had his fingers burned on highlight reels before, mentioning no names. <laughs> Dear Carby. But, uh, <laughs> but if you put a Bakuna highlight reel on YouTube and sold it to a few agents and that, there'd be people... Uh, but they don't. Oh, yeah. They don't story, yeah, he's definitely man. got the potential. He's definitely got the ability. I've always said that about Bakuna. He has got ability. He just doesn't channel it right. He's, he's like a petulant kid. That's the way that I would describe him. Sai, let's not forget Saturday happened. But Lewis O'Brien on Saturday, mate, it were like the Lewis O'Brien of last season and the Lewis O'Brien probably at Bradford as well. His goal was classic Lewis O'Brien. I love what he did, bombing forward. But again, he mate, it was in his 
he moved into into his better position and yeah that I just come on we need that Lewis O'Brien back don't we mate for these for this running big time I, I think he, he's got to really chime for us to kind of get these 14 points we need really yeah he's pivotal um, and when we've spoke about injuries and, and all those that have had injuries or currently injured he's one that by and large I think has played pretty much every minute of every game so far this season um, and that will be key for us to kind of maintain our position in the league it's clear that kind of central midfield is a position he's played all his career and um, it's one where he thrives he's, he's so good when he gets on the ball and drives forward and kind of runs at people you feel like something's about to happen he's got one of the left foot kind of um, a few goals in him as well so just hope that can, can continue really and, and hopefully kind of Hawk can come back pretty quickly and, and them two can form that kind of deep two if you like in the midfield um, I think just back on, on the Bakuna conversation, the one player who certainly at the start of the season I thought would be involved a bit more than, than what he has been is Matty Daly. Um, he arguably could play the most advanced that midfield three. Um, that's where he's played largely in his career or, or as a number 10. But he's someone who seems very much out of favour at the moment. I don't know if he's not quite up to living up to his, his perhaps reputation beforehand or the promise that he once showed. Um, but he's been in and around the team kind of like probably for, for two seasons now, kind of maybe even maybe three seasons back when kind of Wagner took him, um, took him to Austria and never really broke through. Um, but, but if it's not Scott High, then maybe it's him we see a little bit more of. Mm. But, uh, but yeah, just to come back to your point, because we completely agree, O'Brien needs to be, uh, needs to be well, 100% fit for Warren and then kind of his more pivotal in the remaining games. It's... Uh... Classic team that's struggling, Pause. We're just talking about changing this and changing that. And I'm going to throw some kind of more things in the mix now. So, it's a defence, uh, you know, what? Well, I don't know. The second goal debate, you know, Sa. I don't think Sarko's over glory. You know, Keo, it was awful, wasn't it? I mean, we're not talking about a top class striker there, are we? Kind of steaming through Martin Wago, and he's like over 30 now, isn't he? And that as well. But the big question is, mate, Edmunds, Green, Stearman, they're kind of waiting in the wings again. Would you freshen it up, mate? Would you change it? Because ugh, I think I would, you know. Yeah, I mean, I was discussing uh, Keo with, uh, with a few mates during whilst game were on, to be fair. You did um, one as, podcast with Derby, uh, didn't you? What, what were they saying when you did the, uh, the Derby thing? We had a little chat before, you know, we went on air and, um, you know, they were a, they were big supporters of Keo. They, they saw that he were, you know, opinion who was solid, sort of championship centre-half and, Obviously, what happened at Derby happened, and you know, dropped down to MK Doms. But they they were you know sort of surprised that he'd, that he'd come in um, and not not made much of you know not much impact because you know at Derby that's what he did. He organised and um, you know, not seen he, he showed before. it up. And then uh, <laughs> you know they sort of asked me what my opinion of him were, and I, as you know, on here I said he, he were an understandable sort of signing, and on, and on paper he, he did look like that. But again, it's. It's just not worked out, has it? And you've got to you've got to start thinking why. I think since he's come, he's on average he's conceding one point six goals every every game. He's not he's not kept a clean sheet uh, since he's been with us. Um, you're talking about changing again. It's you look at that triangle, don't you? Your keeper and your two centre halves. Do you do you change all three? And then that's another new setup that we've that we've had. We must have had the back line must have changed so many times this season. It's not really that hard to work out why we seem really frail, you know, defensively. If you look through, I think uh, Chicken did a, a combination of who's played and who hadn't, and you know, did some analysis on that quite a while ago. It would be interesting to see a, a more up to date version of that. But 
if if Kios conceding one point six games on one point six goals on average every ninety minutes, it's a no brainer, isn't it? Drop him, don't play him. But then you've got to have make sure that whoever comes in ain't gonna be any worse. So you know, for me, if Stearman's hundred percent, do you bring Stearman in? For, for Keogh, do you bring Edmonds Green in for Saar? But then you've got two brand new centre-halves playing from the Schofield. Is that going to do him any good? You know, they're all... It's all right changing this and changing that and changing other, but sometimes just getting a, a settled... And it's easy to suggest changes because people are doing well, so the easiest thing to do is to get rid of them and bring someone else in. But is a settled defence worth persevering for in the hope that it, it comes good at? at some point but then again you've got to look at injuries haven't you again because every time we look like we've got a reasonable setup, some someone gets injured um, and just coming on to injuries again I've just been reading some of the comments on YouTube and I, I wasn't aware of this until you know not a, a couple of weeks ago but the, the backroom medical staff has changed you know John Iger's gone out um, and then his team has gone and been replaced um, with somebody else Callum Walsh um, there's Chris, Chris Mean and Matt, you know, Matt Shaw chatting about it on there. And could could that be a factor on why injuries, you know, you don't know what's going on there, do you? But John Iger were, were there when Wagner were there, I believe, and we, we seemed to play a very similar style, intense football, and we didn't suffer injuries much then. So has there been some words between Iger to, to Carlos saying doing this is no good and you know, a bit of stubbornness saying whether I'm carrying on anyway. You know, again, that, that's something else to debate, I suppose. But I think he left when um, uh, Carly left, didn't he? I'm pretty Did sure. Yeah. Oh, uh, sorry. Um, no, no, that's fine. But like I said, I didn't, Eddie, I didn't know he'd uh, even gone until a couple of days ago. But Tom, a weeks ago. Tom said that we'd, we'd probably look at it as a most decent issue, if that's such a word. Uh, Edmunds Green and Sa, he kind of were paired up on that as well. And maybe that's one he can maybe go back to. I think the big problem that you've got, I think, Preston North End away, everyone knows what we get there. And even though they're in a shocking form, we always up with zero and on tonight's evidence, you won't back out else. But next Tuesday night is absolutely massive. I don't think, yeah. It is a, oh, I hate to say this, it sounds negative, it's a must not lose game for us, especially in front of them. And, you know, they've lost tonight, but they're playing Norwich. So no, no shame in that. It's a Rotherham's game tonight. But that, I, at the moment, if you ask me if we're going to go down, I'm just like, I'm probably 60-40 against it, but if that Birmingham result doesn't go our way next kind of Tuesday night, then I'm worried. But Carlos is copping for a lot of stick on the comments and, and obviously, you know, we are four managers of the ones that get it, but really, yeah, the squad is boring. He's so crap, isn't it, mate? I don't think even Pep could no, do I, I, any of this. To be honest, I don't want to be one of those, like, clickbait, but I think you could put Prime Maldini in this team and we'd still leak goals. Like, I, I think it's just... Well, Pazza said it the other day when I was listening to the to the pod you were on last week. Like we've lost this league so wide open. Like we've lost what twenty three points from winning positions. I'm not saying let's say we win all um, twenty three because we wouldn't. But like if we won ten, we'd be in a much better position. And I, I, what's really frustrating is we're so near yet so far. If you know what I mean, like there's not. You see games like Swansea and you're like, oh, you know, if we can just put a run together and then we, we don't against Derby. Again, I think it's just, weirdly, I feel like, we, like you say, what, we've got Birmingham, we've got Preston. I think we've got Brentford in the next six games. I'd fancy us to beat Brentford than I would yeah. more than Birmingham. And that's that's ridiculous. Like, But we just, I think, going on to Chicken, I think he posted something about how we just 
we've beaten more teams in the top eight than we've beaten like teams in mid table and like lower down and like the the issue I suppose the issue you could say about town is like we've been in relegation scraps now for a long time and like when it comes down to it do they have the bottle well yes because in the big games or the games where they're not expected to win like West Brom last season they do it but you know we we remember Luton you know last season we remember Wickham this season like they they almost like again I wonder if we need to talk about a mentality thing as well because we've got almost a, you know I think of the team that started tonight there's not really many people that were in the team last season and um like is, again it's is it a mentality issue I, I think it is and there needs to be big changes in the summer um you know I wasn't on it last uh last week when we were talking about Phil's statement but his comments really concerned me and I, I'm, I'm a bit. I've got to be honest. I'm a bit concerned about Huddersfield going forward. You know, like in general. You know, if, even if we do stay up, there's nothing I've seen to reassure me that um, you know it's going to be a good season next season. You know, if we do. I, stay up. I was going to kind of come on to that, Brady. You kind of must have read my mind, but it's <laughs> we go again. You know, season petering out. Well, not petering out. Winning a relegation battle, losing games. The fans are restless. You know, we we keep hearing here in the, the summer. You know, Pritchard will be gone, Makuna gone, and another a chance to change it. But I just, it just feels like deja vu, mate. And and I, I'm never, I'm always one that backs a manager. I'm never one to. Oh no, you're positive, mate. Honestly, yeah, I I like Carlos, but it just it worries it just worries me, mate. And I think to I think the last few days have just summed up the club to me. It's yeah. you know. Don't get me wrong, we all bloody got carried away on Saturday. I'm not a lot oh, of course we didn't, we problem. Let's have a beer, but I think the club gone from, you know, we were going nuts on this. We've mentioned it before, haven't we? Social media, just like ridiculous reels of this, that and the other. I sometimes wonder if the players believe it, you know? I, I know we give the club a lot of stick, but I tell you what, I didn't, I would not want to be um, the commentary guys tonight because can you imagine watching that and trying to be positive about that? Same with social, like... <laughs> I don't. Uh, that's a hard job. Sai, are you worried? Uh, are you just thinking, let's get through the end of the season and we go again? But like Brady says, it can't even in your mind. You thought we thought that last season, and we thought that when we were the Premier League, when we were going down, it's in my language. But it's just here we go again, isn't it? It's a bit deja vu. I, I'm as confident as I can be right now that we'll survive this season. We'll stay up in the championship. I think currently, as things stand, we're seven points above the relegation zone, which on one hand, doesn't sound very much. But on the other hand, actually, that's quite quite a gap um, to, to the bottom three. By hook or by crook, we'll probably be some weird results, and we probably will pick up some more performances between now and the end of the season. Maybe when you're doing this podcast next week, and I don't think I'm on next week. Um, if, we, if we've lost to Birmingham, I might be eating my words. But you're right. I think kind of um, next season does concern me. What's the ambition? What do we want to achieve? And right now, and some of the signings that have perhaps been made in January, you think kind of are going to be ready for next season? People like Sarah Thomas, etc. Some of the players, kind of Brady alluded to, have been linked with um, as kind of free transfers are unlikely to be around next season. And if they are, they don't scream ambition. They don't scream players that are going to kind of compete towards, towards the top half of the table. And you kind of sense we'll be back to where we were, kind of what was it, four years ago, under Chris Powell kind of competing for 17th, 18th, 19th in the Championship, which is one hand really frustrating, another hand kind of really sad and I hope I'm proved wrong. 
but but it's going to take a massive overhaul of that squad. Sanogo, um, Morrison, for you, Sai. Sanogo in just to end the season again. It's we've touched on it like a you, Brad. I was saying we're desperate. We need a striker in, but it's what I mean. Yeah, I think what's frustrating is the, not, the lad who we linked with from, from Luton. Um, I won't attempt to, to pronounce his name. Um, he's back tonight uh, and kind of obviously contributed. I think they were winning one 0 when I last looked. Um, and he kind of sense. Should we have kind of not saying broke the bank, but whatever we were talking, £750,000, £1 million. That's the player there who we could have had for kind of two and a half, three years, who, who might have gone on to um, kind of be, be someone of the kind of Carl and Grant mould who we could have then sold for, for millions of pounds in years to come. Yaya Sonago is not going to be that player. He's going to be here and gone. And um, for, for me, it's just quite underwhelming, really. I, I imagine. He'll be quite unfit. He won't have played a lot of football. He's going to take a while to build to, to, to speed. And, Leo, that Morris, that Morris, that Morris, I, I think he'll be injured before he plays for us, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, Le- oh, look, Leo. that run about signing that, that Ravel Morrison. The man we're playing in a poker tournament for Lad Bible over the weekend. Is that the sort of player that we are now sort of looking to sign? A man who is playing poker for an online clickbait Facebook page. Did he win? Because we might need one. <laughs> <laughs> I think he got injured, so probably trying. <laughs> Mate, he got better than Jaden Brown's eighteen minutes, even on his poker. I, <laughs> I mean, I know, we, I know, we're joking about it, but you know, Brady said the words. You know, we'll take anyone. What a pathetic position to be in, where we're just accepting basically anybody. It's because windows we... shut, pause. <laughs> no, I... <laughs> no, but do you know what I mean? Though, as a as a, as a championship yeah. football club, we're not we're not Liversidge, where we we, we will basically. You know, scrapping around for for anyone. We're a, we're a championship football club, you know, and we're not we're not like a, a Wickham championship football club who've, who've kind of who are you know. Unless we've got no disrespect to them, but they're, they're a small championship club, aren't they? Let's say I would say Town was sort of historically an established championship club, and we've we've got to the point where we're we're scratching around for a free transfer and anyone that is willing to come or we could get a visa for or get a bloody Arriva bus ticket to bloody training ground. It's it's pathetic, isn't it? And a bloody, it as is. you know, because the Arriva bus probably won't turn up to bring them anyway. But well, you'd be you know. tweeting about it if it did. But <laughs> someone's it mentioned is pathetic, that. though, isn't it? It's pathetic. Someone, yeah, someone's mentioned on our feed that Robin must have been a problem with a medical, I think, with Leo's. But oh, well, there you go. About, yeah, Probably get a three-year contract if he's half injured. So suppose moving it on, uh, some good news, but an interesting thing, obviously, for the club. So obviously great news yesterday, fingers crossed, the in May, or maybe not fingers crossed if you're Phil Hodgkinson, but fans are going to be uh, back in the stadiums and etc. But the interesting thing I thought the club tweeted uh, was there's going to be an announcement in the next few days with season cards. And it's going to be interesting, pause, isn't it? I don't know what your view is, but obviously Phil said he would... If you bought a season ticket this year, you kind of hold the price, what they need for two years. But my thoughts are, and it's a real catch 22, isn't it? Because the club needs the money, but I'm thinking, well, hang on a minute here. I've paid for my money this year what we've got, I follow and a few digital programs in it. What would it a shirt and a thing and what have you? And that as well. Okay, it is what it is, but I don't know how I'm feeling that. Maybe I'm being a bit kind of unrealistic, but I, I'm wanting to see a little bit more. Maybe there will be from the club, but. As we've talked about before, the club doesn't seem to be on the wavelength of the fans. It'll be interesting what they announce, but at the moment, it's if you ask a number of people I'm speaking to, and because I'm buzzing to get back in again, because I'm a I'll watch any old football as you know, but I'm speaking to so many other people that are just not giving a toss. And and 
when they're asked to buy a season card, when you're watching stuff like tonight, who's going to want to buy it, Potts? You're only going to want to buy it because you just got, we haven't been there for a season and a half. That ain't a reason to buy a season card, is it? And then you've also got your loyal people. I think the club's got a bit of an issue coming up. It'd be interesting to see how they handle it, mate. Yeah, I must admit, if I were, if I were a club, I'd, I'd probably hang fire on any announcements just for another couple of weeks in hope that we might have a Swansea result and, and a, I'd be banging it out immediately after that, you know, just as <laughs> any sort of feel-good factor. But I think you're right. I mean, obviously, you know, I'll get one, I'll take my boys because it's what you do in it. It's, it's what you do on a Saturday afternoon. You, you go meet your mates and, you have, you know, hopefully be able to have a couple of pints and, and get back to football as it used to be. But I think I think this break in football has... Um, probably opened people's eyes football it's a very habitual thing you go because you've always gone and there's been a big break in that and, and people who you know were I want to say it's, it's really hard to phrase stuff like this in it but you know those people that kind of just went and they enjoyed going but they didn't, they didn't sort of bother about result for weeks on end like some and I think those people you know have found something else to do and also like you say if you've just watched this season on on iFollow are you going to stump up is it a fair chunk of money when economic climate is not the best for for a large you know percentage of the population at the moment? No, it's going to be really difficult. And the, the the club did say they were going to freeze prices, but there's absolutely no way that they can. They might have to relook at how they, they do it because they certainly can't put them up for anybody who's not had one this season. Um, I don't know. Maybe they do an half price one if you had one this season and keep it. You know, whatever it was, two two fifty for for anybody else kind of thing but you know I think you're right I think they'll have a big shock because we, we've got used to you know 18,000-ish season ticket sales of the Premier League and you know more than that and then Championship but even if we stay up this season I think they'll be lucky we will be back down to what we used to sell so 10,000, 12,000 for me and then obviously if we start doing well your walk-ups can, can come in but they've, they've got to get this right because it's all right, Phil morning and saying we haven't had any money because COVID. Well, once COVID finishes, if nobody turns up anyway, they're going to be in the same situation, aren't they? So, it's, to me, you've, the, the club have got to they've got to start proving to people. They've got to dangle that carrot in front of a lot of people's faces. And again, it's that this is what we're going to do. They're good at saying what they're going to do and what they hope will happen. They need to start following through and making it happen. Bye. What's your thoughts, mate? I mean, you'll be buying one, but it's. Uh... There's a lot of people saying here yeah, that you know they're kind of not going to be getting one, but a number of people have spoken about lockdown. The first thing they're just going to go in the pub and just drink. I think there's so many, like you said, positive people <laughs> who will be doing a. The momentum's been totally lost. Seasons of struggle. Obviously, we have been in, and I could be totally wrong when when the, if they come out and yeah, the two fifty or two hundred or whatever they are, we could get. We're not going to get the numbers. Obviously, we got for the you know the two Premier League seasons, even that first one in the Championship. But I don't know. I'm just gauging that people are just. Huddersfield town and people, the love affairs going there. Yeah, it's interesting. I think um, a lot of people might do what they did, I believe, with this season, wait right to the last minute. I think as good as kind of, and this is going to be my just personal view, as good as the roadmap that Boris has shared with, with the country, obviously, last night, for me, it feels a little bit too good to be true right now. Um, I hope I'm proven wrong, but... I think some people hold off to see the situation in kind of the start of August and understand how likely it is they'll be able to get into stadiums and whether they'll be at full capacity or not. Because I'm not 
100% convinced the stadium will be full of kind of 18,000, 19,000 people, whatever it may be. It won't be, it won't be, it won't be full of that many folks. <laughs> Bigger way <wave> following. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, I, I missed it. I miss going to the games. I miss going with my mates, kind of having a couple of drinks, like you say, um, catching up with them. For me, it's as, uh, a little bit as much about the football as it is about kind of just being a social occasion opportunity to, to kind of catch up with some, some friends, like I say. But there'll be a lot of people who perhaps fallen on quite hard times throughout the pandemic uh, who kind of, whatever the price may be, could be quite a lot of money to them and, and who have discovered new routines and new hobbies and that sort of stuff as well. So, um, yeah, let, let's wait and see. I, I think I think they'd be, they'd be daft to go north of 250. But let's see. Brady, any different thoughts to the, the guys? Um, I miss, I think, well... To be honest, I think it's one of them that's frustrating. I, I agree with Sai. I think we'll have to wait and see. Um, luckily, the season, you know, what was the proposed date, the 21st of June, when life will be back to normal. At least that gives us a bit of time for the next season to see to see what's back happening. Back to normal tonight, Brady. It's back to normal tonight. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I think for me, um, regardless of price, I think it's been a good, you know, that was something I could, when we're in the Premier League, like you were like, oh, this is what's great about our club. They do care about care about us fans and not going to price us out. I think COVID's affect things. I think they need the money. But I think for me, if you're just thinking of it as an investment, if I'm investing, I'm, I will get a season ticket because I miss going there. And I think the f- clubs know that and they know fans will pay tickets. But if I'm if I'm paying 250 quid, I, I want to see investment in the team. You know, I don't, I think, I think a lot of fans have a right to say, if we're going to, you know, we had 11,000 people pay for season tickets this season. And that's an amazing, amazing, you know, commitment from the fans because we haven't been to a game. And I, I don't know how many people did refunds. That's a separate thing. But, you know, I kept it, you know, and because I want the club to do well. I think next season, if we don't see this investment, you know, in the team, in the squad, like it's kind of, well, obviously I go because I, I go with my stepdad. You know, it's like a day out. It's all a bit, but like, I don't... That doesn't feel to me like I'm getting getting my value from the club. You know, they will have the money. Hopefully, COVID will be better. But this summer's huge, and I, I don't want to bum us all out a bit more. But like, I I'm wanting to be positive and say, well, it's a difficult season, COVID. You know, with all these signings, but all these big wages are going off, and I think if fans are going to commit, we need to see commitment from, really, from the board. I, I totally agree, and I think you made a good point there, and Paul's as well, is that. I think people are just going to wait and wait and wait because here, like you said, there, Sai, are you going to? We're going to get back in. There's no guarantees that you know. Obviously, Boris is championed it, but you'd like to think August, but maybe they're not. So, what is the incentive to get straight away? I, I don't know if there's going to be like amazing deals, but a lot of people probably thinking, let's see the ambition because it's been said on it. A lot of people, this is it now. Finally, the big earners have gone. I think a lot of people are going to wait and wait and wait and. Like I say, there might no guarantees we might be in in August and stuff, so it's an interesting one. But I think we're going to end now on the, uh, well, it could be a really sad moment, really. So we've talked about not getting back in the ground this season. Christopher Schindler, a man who obviously, uh, oh, we should probably have had a statue for what he'd done for the Seal Town. And again, for me, staying with the club uh, in the championship when you know a lot of others would have uh, disappeared and... Uh, you know, gone elsewhere and stuff like that as well. And really sad news this week, obviously, that he's going to need an op on his knee and he pretty much looks like 
we're going to uh, not see him again in a, a tantrum. Oh, the worst thing is not even be able to say goodbye in that as well. And pause, I don't know what you felt when you kind of saw that news, but really sad, mate, because let's hope we can maybe produce a miracle and maybe get back. But even then, we're not probably going to be in the ground to say goodbye. It's uh, it's gutting, really, because last of the, probably the two pros, really, a guy who, uh, yeah, well, it's been said already, mate, what a ledge. Yeah, you've you've probably got him, and you know we've obviously got Johnny Og as well from that from that season. Schindler, you know, slotted that penalty home and, and took us to a place I certainly never thought I would see. Huddersfield Town, and obviously over the season it wasn't just down to him, but he, he takes the credit, doesn't he? You know, the man got a podcast named after him. What more? Uh, what more could he have ever asked for in his career? That's the real um, thing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it will. If if he is out to end of the season, obviously fans can't get can't get back. It depends on. You know, his next move, I suppose. What is he going to do with life after Huddersfield Town? Wouldn't it be nice if he does move on to, you know, I would presume he'll go back to Germany maybe. Let's get a friendly organised with whoever he goes to, you know, start the next season and and get get everybody down and, uh, you know, almost like a testimonial, I suppose, if, if that's what he does or, you know, if he stays... Stays in England. I don't, I don't know where his family are based at the moment. If they're back in Germany, I could probably see him going back there. A friendly against whoever he goes to would be, you know, a fitting, a fitting tribute. Maybe donate takings to Blue White Foundation or you know something similar to that. But it, if, if we never actually get to see him in a in a town shirt again, then it, it will be sad, really. And you know, just kind of sums it up at the moment, doesn't it? That yeah. <laughs> Oh God, we're ending on a sad note. Yes, I. Uh, I'm well enough here, guys. I'm well enough. <laughs> you still watch that penalty back, side If you get, you want a bit of excitement, a bit of like that <laughs> happiness, because it does pop up now and again, doesn't it? On that Sky Sports football, when you're kind of looking on your channels, is there, and uh, you just fast forward it, don't you, to that moment, really, don't you? Because it's a bit trash, man. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a real shame, and I'm sure we'll come and say this as and when he does leave, but um, wish him all the best, kind of. Whatever the future holds, assuming he does leave, I think I think everyone kind of accepted that now. Um, shame that he goes out in the in the way that he may well do. I kind of harbour hopes he can find his way onto the bench for that final game, by which point we'll be safe and, and maybe have a cameo kind of 10, 20 minute appearance at the end. Um, you're right to say, obviously, pause that that Hoggy will remain. Um, good news, it's signed a new contract, but it will really will signal the end of an era for me, the end of kind of. Um, what has been a really kind of roller coaster of kind of three and four years as a town fan. But um, at his best, he was really good. Kind of remembering that first championship season and in the first Premier League, he, at his best, I have not seen a centre half for Huddersfield Town read the game better than what he does. Um, he's not necessarily the fastest defender, not necessarily the um, best passer of a ball or the kind of. I would no. say his, his, his positioning sense was perfect and his time of the tackle and um, just minimise everything the club was about, really, didn't it? But um, I'll shut up now, Cosy, and uh, I'll let you wrap up. Yeah. Brady, have the last word, mate, on the legend. Uh, well, that's it, isn't it? Like, the word legend gets thrown around a lot, but he is, um, he's a beautiful man as well. Like, that's all just the same. <laughs> I actually met him um, in that promotion season um, at, a, at an Indian restaurant and he was like, <laughs> lovely and chatty and he was he, I got my picture with him I look incredibly awkward in it I'll try and dig it up um, but you know he was happy to talk to me and he, he see, you know he, he just seemed like really excited uh, I think it was after we'd won so probably that's why but he's there in his like you know town track suit and 
Really? He had his shirt off more than you, didn't he? I know, yeah. Well, to be fair, he's got the body, mate, unlike me. So there we go. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, absolute legend. Um, obviously, he didn't, you know, didn't have the best season last season, but who, who did, if we're being honest? But what he's done to this club is amazing. And I think it will be really sad if we don't get to see him playing a town shirt. But, you know, um, I, I, I'm sure... I'm sure the club will and him will sort a, you know a good send off somehow. I'd like to think so. And um, like you say, if it's a testimonial or uh, as someone said in the comments, um, get him to sound as a coach like uh, someone did on Footy Manager. So maybe you could come back. <laughs> who knows? By Munich at home, pre-season friendly, all fans back at ground. That sounds a good pause. You've got a good idea there, mate. It's that, it sounds funny because you, you know you, you sort of introduced that as being a bit of a sad thing to talk about that, but. You know, Sai said in his little bit there that it's been a roller coaster a few years, and actually talking about Schindler and that season, and you know, it does bring a smile to your face, doesn't it? Oh yeah, we've thrown it away and we've knackered it all up, but does today anybody ever think that we'd ever see up like that? And that's what that for me is what it's all about, isn't it? That's that's being a football fan. And one thing that's brought home to me as, as COVID is, you know, I know a lot of Leeds, and, well, I don't know a lot of Leeds fans who don't go, but you know, like your Man United fans, your Liverpool fans, and. They tell you how much they care about it from watching it on the television screen, and for me anyway, I've not I've not had that this season. Yeah, you still get mad and you know come on here and rant about it, but there's no better than being in ground, is there? That that season will it'll just never be forgotten, and, and in a way you can almost sort of level it out with how bad we've been now. And you take the highs and you put up with the lows, don't you? In the hope that the highs will come again, and you know to to try end on a, on a positive note. Yeah, we're we're in a bit of a shit situation at the moment, but who would ever thought we'd get to that? that Premier League and who knows it, it, it might it might not but it might happen again and that that's what keeps you going as a fan yeah. isn't it that's what keeps you going and we've just got to stick with it haven't we you just got to stick with it I defy any it. town fan to not watch that penalty shoot and still get goosebumps like I I, I know what's happening I just like yeah. I still think he's going to miss me you know when El <laughs> yeah, goes yeah. down he's close to it isn't it and I yeah. think he's going to miss <laughs> Nice way to end, guys. Uh, obviously, pressing off end on Saturday, so we're going to finally break that overdue. We're going to win our first time. I think I had, well, I wasn't even born. I like 19, what is it? 19, he always gets shot, says it's 1968 or something ridiculous. And then next Tuesday, we're back. Same time, same place. Birmingham City, it's a huge game. So anyone's thinking of watching something else, no, you're watching it with us. You're going through the torture. You're back on here next Tuesday night, and we'll, uh, we will return. So... God, this I had it all written out. Building from Swansea, fantastic <laughs> football, gone to Derby, first time for years on Ward and uh, see you later. Guys, thanks very much. There's a team that is dear to its followers. Colours are bright, blue and white They're a team of renown They're the pride of the town And the game of football is their delight And all the while upon the field of play Thousands loudly cheer them on the way Often you can hear them say 
Who can be the town today? And then the bells will ring so merrily, and every ghost shall be a memory. So town, play up and bring that car back to Huddersfield. So town, play up and bring the car. Back to The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24 7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Lads, what's your favourite 90th minute goal? Got to be Heffley against Leeds. A shot from Moy and sliding in at the death, Michael Heffley. Great finish to the game. Shared with my family, only made better by ordering McDonald's via McDelivery afterwards. Three points. Not Nugget share box, spot on. Order McDelivery now by the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.